Good evening, everyone, and welcome back, finally, to Um Actually Comics. We have been taking a pause because my stalwart companion, Bob Ulrich, was struck down in the prime of his life by a bout of COVID, and he's back. Yes. Oh, I was, so he wasn't struck dead. Was, yes, exactly. I Unless, guess I probably should have prefaced that with he's okay. I was going to actually go and riff and be like, I was a robot version of myself <laughs> that I put my consciousness inside this, the Perfect. frame of this robot Ultron. But it's it's very interesting because both my uh, both my podcasting cohorts have gone <laughs> contracted COVID, but both got through very, very nicely. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, so had a couple rough rough days there, but Ugh. you know, don't get don't get it. If you haven't gotten it, don't get it. If you have gotten it before, <laughs> don't get it again. It's not fun. I'm gonna try, but I don't know. It's hard I to seem avoid. to I seem to get it a lot. <laughs> uh, I've got to catch it all. Collect them all. That's kind of that's kind of how I've been going with the COVID variants. Is I've been collecting each of them. Ah, uh, yes, bingo, COVID bingo. Mm-hmm. All right, um, let's talk about comics because I had to shut the air conditioner off, and now it's going to—it's <laughs> yeah, going to just increase in temperature until we're cooked like frogs in a skillet. So yes, and also don't put frogs in a skillet. That's another no. piece of advice that I have for you. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about the most important comic of the week. Obviously, Ant Number Four. <laughs> um, the, the coloring is great. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I the staples were very evenly spaced. Yes, they did do a masterful really? job with those staples. <laughs> uh, Aquaman Andromeda number two of three. That's cool. I like this one. I yeah. like its Christian Ward art. It's cool. Looks clearly good. you bought it. I did buy it. I like it. This one is uh, I didn't read it yet, but I liked the first one a lot. So I actually kind of like this weird seashell outfit that Aquaman has, with the exception of the fact that his codpiece looks like an actual cock. Uh, if you look at the main cover of okay, the... I'm looking the, at the, the Black Manta cover. If you look at the B cover, it, for reals, his codpiece just looks like a penis, hmm. which it seems like an interesting call. Um, yeah, especially because it's supposed to cover a penis. I mean, maybe it fits so snugly in there that it's just like... the. I Maybe mean, he just sat on the ocean floor long enough for barnacles <laughs> to form around his penis, and that's the story of you know, Aquaman's Codpiece. You know, the barnacle has the largest penis in the animal kingdom uh, compared to its size. Huh. Is it because its entire body is just a big penis? Pretty much. That is pretty <laughs> much the reason. And nice. uh, this is a great way to come back. <laughs> I think animal facts. I think we've really, really knocked this one out of the park so far. Uh, Basilisk number 10. Ooh. I am not reading it anymore, unfortunately. Not because I don't like it, but because I ain't got no time. Mm. And um, I never read it in the first place. I uh, Seriously, up until probably... I was reading it up until like issue eight, and Ooh. I still liked it. Well, you're and not that so far behind. I'm, what is I this, can, 10? Yeah, I'm like two issues behind. I could totally catch you up. You can do it. And I am interested to see where it goes. It is still very good. Um, okay, Batman two, uh, 126. Ooh, did Ooh, you read it? I sure did. Yeah. Uh, this one. <laughs> Unexpected. I got it. Okay. One of my biggest complaints about the big two, like, usually is that they're like, and then we got a kind of normal story that nothing really happens, and here's our story, and then the last page, a character that we remember. Yeah. Fuck. That is, like, so lazy and so bad. Yeah. But this is, of course, Chip Zdarsky, and so it is a it's a twist that I went, oh boy, awesome. It <laughs> is also so in, excited in my camp. It is a twist that 
pre-sages having actually read the Grant Morrison run on Batman, which in my yes. opinion is the last like really good yep. run. Oh, I Nothing, agree. you know, against the, I actually didn't mind Scott Snyder's run at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, but the but, Scott but Snyder's the, run was, was not like, it wasn't a continuity run. It was a new universe where he was starting a Batman story from scratch. Right. And it was essentially like, I mean, new 52 was a, a mixed bag at best, but yeah. they were not, uh, they weren't operating in the same universe. And so that became kind of problematic for, you know, if you're trying to compare them, I think, yeah, it's, well, they tried to have their gets... cake and eat it, too, because right. it was like this two storylines were sort of happening concurrently and yep. that the Morrison one was kind of wrapping up. But um, either way, this Zdarsky with number two grabbed me definitely. Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm like, and, I love it. And just to, just to say, I, I didn't mean to imply that the rest of the story was boring because the rest of the story is great. Yeah. And there's, there's also a certain amount of, uh, I don't know, like, the movie nobody that sort of like idea of like oh shit he's really getting his ass kicked and like when things go bad in this issue it's like it's not a it's like it's bad yeah it's it's like it's not like batman gets all the licks in and everything goes it's like yeah. oh no uh, one shot and he's like oh fuck i'm almost dead <laughs> and it's it's great i think yeah. this is i zadarsky i think is really bringing it yeah and really changing the game for it's this cool series. very cool and the art uh is very good as well yes Our, oh art is outstanding this is like yeah. this is the kind of it's also perfectly matched like it reminds me of batman from the grant morrison era like it's got it's still like yeah. tonally it matches the the material yeah so very into it, it. actually feels sort of akin to a sean murphy ish uh take a little bit it, too like just kind of like does. a wild yeah, yeah. kind of uh you know f like the artist like what is it Hor it's jorge jimenez uh yep. it's and, basically uh, it's like if sean tried to do a house style which i've seen him do he did do that teen titans book mm. where he was doing a house style it was really good yeah. i gotta say he's good at the house style and he was just like he just didn't want to do it, yeah. which was obviously a good call for him. The, yeah, the connection -wise. for me is is more of like a like an energy. You know, yeah, like yeah. there's oh, just yeah. like there's like a of emotion to so it. That's, true. that's really good. So anyway, yeah. Batman one twenty six was a was a I say if you double double yeah. praise if two you, thumbs. Yeah, and if you have been uh, if you've been waiting to get back into a Batman series, this is the time. It, this is this is the Batman series. Oh yeah. Waiting. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Batman Beyond Neo Year, uh, number five of six is out. People seem to love this. I'm not. Nice. I'm not reading it, but it has been very popular. It looks like they have finally collected all of Batman Earth One into a trade paperback collection. So nice. that is, I believe, three hardcovers collected into one trade paperback. Nice, nice. This cool. was really good. This was a really good Batman story. Nice. So I would, I would also highly recommend that. There is Batman Killing Time. You're noticing a pattern that DC only releases Batman books. That is true. I think it's like they release a lot of them, but they release them all on the same day. <laughs> and that is every day of the month. <laughs> yeah. That's there's been a couple like I fi I feel like Tuesday. there's been less of that like lately. Maybe. There's, been, there's been a couple weeks where we haven't had a ton of Batman. I'm, it um, is it is possible, but they do um, sell more of that than probably I mean, anything. That is so. that is where that's where the money's at. Yeah, they know who pays the bills. Um, 
And so, speaking of paying the bills, we got Batman White Knight Presents Red Hood number one by one, Sean Murphy. Uh, but actually, it's in cooperation with our friend Clay McCormick, who is also very talented. Nice. And uh, I was very excited to see that he got a thing. He is, uh, you might know Clay if you follow Sean's stuff. Sean does a Batman the Animated Series podcast with uh, with Clay. Oh, cool. And, uh, called Badass, which nice. is ba- Batman the Animated Series Badass. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> badass. Great. It basically spells badass. You've talked about the podcast before. I haven't listened to it. I should probably do that. Um, so, yeah. And clearly, the the two of them both have a huge love of the material. Uh, and as I've said before, this is kind of the Dark Knight Returns for the Batman the Animated Series universe. And that is borne out by this issue as well. Mm. Uh, art by... Simone de Mayo. Simone de Mayo, who is apparently getting very popular. I did not realize that. It's the one thing is that he's got this style that's not my bag. It's this uh, very manga style. It's really kinetic and nice, uh, but it's it's a little too pretty for my taste. But still a great issue, um, and I'm totally into it. So I liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought it was very very cool. I, I like it. And what do we got here? We got Beetlejuice playing cards. Beetlejuice? Yep, that's right. Beetlejuice? If you want to play cards with Beetlejuice, that's the way to do it. Did you say Beetlejuice? Ah, fuck. <laughs> <sighs> uh, if you say it three times, we owe them $5 in royalties. Oh, damn it. I think, I I think that's how it changed. works. changed. Yeah, no. The rules it's, have changed. Uh, it's gotten very corporate. That's mm. um, <laughs> Probably owned by Disney, I'm sure. Oh man, can I tell you that? Remember that uh, that that uh, oh man, that uh, this is what happens. This is post COVID. Yeah, this is, is happening that's, to that's me that's like COVID fucking f- crazy, and I'm sorry. Uh, I bought this back issue uh, of Amazing Heroes. That's like a swimsuit <laughs> issue, yes, and it's I like 110 it. pages of like people drawing dorky pictures of swimsuit people in comics whatever yep. it's fantastic but anyway there's an ed, an ed grimley one in it yes <laughs> <laughs> that's drawn by scott shaw who drew uh captain carrot yes <laughs> it's like did apparently did an ed grimley series yes he did and it was for some reason exactly they allowed them to do a swimsuit pinup in this like no I don't know what the fuck that was, but it sounds like someone without a muffler. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Sorry to mention M. Maybe you just we we talked about yeah uh, yeah no it's great Beetlejuice, and then I thought Ed Grimley for some reason. Okay, so what do we got here? Um, we got a book called Birds of Maine, which hmm. what's the story with this? I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I got it because it was called Birds of Maine, and I loved the cover. I'm gonna go get it. Sure. And I'm gonna um, you know it. what? I'm going to just read the solicit verbatim. Uh, Long after the demise of humankind, birds roam freely around a new earth, complete with fruitful trees, sophisticated fungal networks, oh. and an enviable socialist order. The universal worm feeds all, and there are no weekends, and economics is... <laughs> is uh, what? There are no weekends, and economics is as fantastical a study as unicorn psychology. Ah, I see what that meant. Sorry. Uh, Michael DeForge's post-apocalyptic reality brings together the author's quintessential deadpan humor, surrealist ad, uh, imagination, and undeniable socio-political insight. 
Uh, okay. All right. Uh, it's square. <laughs> and it's very cool. The art is very cool. Yeah. Yes. I bet this is... Oh, it's it's like each page is like a like a web strip, sort of. Okay. It's oh, like birds oh, in Maine. Birds of Maine is like the name of the strip, okay. and then each there page is like an episode. So it, it reads kind of like a like a book okay. form of a web comic. Got it. And it looks pretty cool. All right, uh, we've got Black Adam Justice Society Files Cyclone Number One. Actually, haven't been enjoying these in general, but this one I thought was pretty good. Hmm. And this clearly seems to be some sort of person who is cast in an actual show of some sort. No, this is from the film. So oh, in okay. the in the film, she plays Cyclone, who is a member of the Justice Society, who in the previous oh. comics where she has appeared has been a white character. This is definitely not. But she is the granddaughter of Ma Hunkle, the Red Tornado. Oh, shit. Um, oh, man. Or at least that's what she was in the comic. I don't know. They they uh, But it ties into the film, obviously. And But she's a member of the Justice Society. I'm sure it's going to look fine. But, man, that oh, that costume looks like ass on that car. Yeah. I don't know. But the comic was, was just fine. Cool. I, I flipped it. It was it was cool. I thought it was the best one that's come out so far. Of I'm going to say Adam I'm, gonna say I'm very anti-puffy shoulders on a superhero costume. Mm. That is going to be a... A big no for me. So you hate wise. Teen Titans character Jericho. Uh, <laughs> you think? <laughs> me and literally everyone else. Yeah. He's, he's living down those mutton chops and those puffy shoulders. Although, William Cathair, I'm all for. I, mean, I think yeah. everyone should have William Cathair. Believe it or not. Believe it or not, he is walking on air. Uh, Dark Crisis, number three of seven. Uh, I would say it's the best one of the series thus yeah. far. Because it gets rid of somebody who's annoying. <laughs> uh, no, I liked it. I actually enjoyed this issue. Yeah, it was fine. Um, I'm glad it was much better than the the last couple. Yeah. So we got DC Multiverse Dark Knight's Metal Batman of Earth 22 infected seven inch scale action figure. That's so mouthful. It sure is. Uh, what it means is he's got a little crazy Joker face and he's got all sorts of neon green on him, so he looks like he's a member of Municipal Waste. It's great. <laughs> nice. Uh. DC versus Vampires, number eight. I dig it. This one wasn't as good as the last issue, but still, I really like it. Yeah, this series is going to be an absolute must-read for me in trade. Yeah. I'm, like, I am so very excited to read this from beginning to end. Honestly, this is one that I liked enough that I stopped reading it intentionally to read it all at once. Yeah, and it's going to be a good um, the way it's so it's twelve issues and each yeah. it's it's each one each four issues is like kind of like a cycle of the the series so this kind of mm. like sets up the final nice. cycle um but i do really like it it's it's the kind of thing i do wonder if eventually uh if they're going to like in dc's world if they're just gonna say fuck it and start making movies like this if this is if this is like the future because like you were saying it is done in a three-act structure and it's like, well, why do you make a three-act structure unless you're going to make a fucking movie? Well, they really are making a lot of animated films, but what I've That's been true. reading That's a good point. is that uh, th the introduction of the multiverse 
in Marvel and now DC is starting to lean into it as well is basically just giving studio executives free reign to just retcon every bad movie and keep all the good movies together and continually self-reference each other (laughs) for the rest of fucking time. Uh, Eternity. Uh, Speaking of which, um, I finally watched Miss Marvel, which I have been putting off for a long time. I heard it was good. It's, It's... What's interesting about it is that it's a big leap for Marvel, and by Marvel I mean Disney, Mm. to basically what they did is they Marvelized a Disney series. Like, it feels very much like a young adult Disney show. Okay. Like uh, Wizards of Waverly Place (laughs) or something, you know, like one of those things. It feels like one of those shows with Marvel characters in it, and it's weird. The one thing there there are a couple of like really huge benefits to the show. Number one, I thought I knew a decent amount about uh, everything surrounding uh, life in a in a Muslim home. Mm-hmm. It turns out I don't know shit <laughs> because it was like it's just throwing stuff at you, which is actually kind of an amazing learning tool so i did kind of like that that it was like and it's also very clearly making an effort to normalize you know to be like hey look this is what a this is what a muslim family looks like see it's not scary come on people let's (laughs) that's cool let's let's move forward and i love that aspect of it too it is really it's a really progressive and awesome thing for that which it obviously shouldn't be progressive to say that it's a normal thing, but whatever. And uh, thirdly, the most exciting thing is, I cannot remember the actress's name, but if you ever see her interviewed, she is like, you know how like all of the the Marvel actors all seem to be these charming, nice people. Mm -hmm. They're all like the Chris, like Chris Evans is like this guy who's like always walking little old ladies across the street. And like, he just seems like a nice person. Okay. She seems like the nicest human being on the planet. And she's such a fucking nerd. (laughs) And she's like a cosplay nerd. And she really is the character she's playing in the show. So all of those things, I think, pull together to make me really enjoy this experience so nice. i'm probably going to make it all the way through this thing somehow That's even cool. though it is clearly not it's not really addressed to an adult audience it is it does feel it feels a lot like i'm watching like high school musical or something you know <laughs> yeah it, it's it's definitely a kid's show but it's a really well done kid's show and the mm. art in it is like next fucking level oh the they do a lot with uh, two-dimensional like cut paper designs and drawings because she's an artist and so there's a lot of there's a lot of background art that's in it that's really sweet nice yeah it's yeah it's interesting so Mm. i just thought i'd mention that because i just started it today and i had it on my mind that's cool i finally uh to tell you where i'm at is i just watched the doctor strange most recent film and i (laughs) thought it was a giant piece of shit (laughs) (laughs) well i liked it yeah I uh, I liked aspects of it, but I just I'm so tired of. You hate the multiverse. No, I thought the Scarlet Witch's motivation as for villainy was literally the dumbest thing. That like it made no sense. Like I'm I'm since you got to go down the Ms. Marvel thing, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go down this one for a second. Uh, Except you're gonna bring negativity to the table. I'm sorry, yes. I am going to though. Uh, her whole deal is that she wants to be with her kids 
Yes. And then like a third of the way through the film, she shoots her mind into the brain of another version of herself that has kids. Mm-hmm. But then like decides that she has to control every version of her kids in every version of the multiverse because they might get sick and then she needs to be able to like pull the kids really? from the area that's not where she's not sick. That's like her whole motivation. I don't remember any of that. Well, that's totally from it. <laughs> and my thing is that, like, what about when you meet your kid that's got a horse for an ass? Because there's the multiverse. There's, like, everything. There's the one where people eat food and, 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 and or eat poop and poop and poop food. Yeah. There's, like, yeah, it, yeah. the one where, like, your kid is a fish. There's the one where, like, like what, what, what what's your deal? Like, you have to kill this fucking kid in order to, like, be able to, like, I don't know. I just, and also I hated his wig. He had the worst okay, wig. Okay. Like, that guy has there's like only, decent there's hair. There's only one thing that I will agree with you on for this, <laughs> and that is that that fucking wig was like, irritating. What's the point of the wig? He has it's good hair. He wanted it to look like fucking Ditko, because he looked at the thing and he was like, "I want this to look like a comic book," because that's what Sam Raimi does. Uh. And so he wanted to go as goofy as he could, and so he put a he put a Steve Ditko wig on him, and it looks insane on a real human being. It looks really bad. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I just, I thought there was no reason for that film to be two hours long. No, I thought it was super fun and I'm glad it was. <laughs> I did like uh, the like the cameos and the fun stuff, you know, I mean, special effects were really cool. But What like, I will say I about it like, is that uh, I'm glad that it was throwaway. And I think that that was an important part of the thing was that it was like, oh, it's there and done. And then it's just kind of like. It didn't feel like it was setting everything up forever and ever and ever and ever. It just felt like it was paying off TV shows, which is fine. Yeah. You know, and I... It I was, feel like you're biased because you like Sam Raimi. I feel like if you didn't like Sam Raimi and you saw the same film and didn't know it was him, you wouldn't feel the same way about it. I felt like it was just paper thin. I mean, I sure did feel that way, but I also liked it. That's the yeah. difference, is that I enjoyed the experience. I didn't care too much about anything else. I mean, I liked the Sam Raimi-ness of it. Yeah, sure. I mean, the... The ending, visuals of it were the great. Visuals like, were great. it was candy to look at. It but was. it was just... And I will also say that uh, whoever okayed the America Chavez powers for that needs to be slapped in the face. That fucking star thing looks so goddamn That's stupid. literally straight from the comic. I know, but you... That's why they fixed it in Miss Marvel. Right, they were right, like, right. big stretchy hands look dumb. Let's not do big stretchy <laughs> hands. And so they gave her the fucking, uh, what are those things called? The, the, the energy things. The nega bands. They gave her. They yeah. gave her the nega bands. I mean, I think that was a good call because one of the reasons I do, I think that it doesn't work as a comic is just like I don't know. It's, it's like Mister Fantastic, weird. the comic. It's yeah, just yeah, kind of like he works when there's an un- other cooler people around and doing wa- cool stuff. I, exactly, and it's like she doesn't. She isn't the smartest person in the world, which is the only other character trait that Mister yeah. Fantastic possesses. Right, right. His stretchiness is the lamest part. Of him. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Anyway, sorry to go down. Yeah, rabbit hole, but okay. man, that movie stunk. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Dead Lucky, number one. Don't know anything about it. I flipped through it. It looks kind of like it's like a future thing with cool designed characters. I don't know. Is it a tie-in to... I don't know what it is. To Radiant Black or Radiant one of those? It, mm. I don't know. It it, it might be. I, I really don't know anything about okay. it. it. It just, like, I flipped and it was just kind of like, ah, there's nothing really grabbing me here, but it looks cool. Whatevs. Uh, Demon Wars, Iron Samurai, number one. I kind of decided I'm done with the yeah, demon I kinda, I kinda did too. stuff. It just, just doesn't make sense to me. Like, it's cool. It looks great. 
but I didn't yeah, understand anything fun. that was happening. It's something that I would have enjoyed when I was subscribing to comics back in the old days. Yeah. But these days, it's not the kind of book that I read. I just think if you're going to have like an X-Men art book or a Marvel art, like art, like yeah. anchored art, like do it as graphic novels. Like that's, you know, like don't. Well, I mean, that's it's, fine there's too. There's too much I, space in I between I just feel them. like these, these things are too separated. Like the issues themselves yeah. are too disparate from each other. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's you're getting some of these like one off a samurai comes into town, solves a problem kind of stories. And then it's like the next one is nowhere near the previous story mm. it's just they're, they're like a team episodes i just feel like they're too far know. apart like i feel like they probably relate to each other more distinctly if yeah. you read them all together i don't know it it just feels it feels like a broken up narrative to me yeah. that's all sure uh but let's face it what everybody's here for is the edge of spider verse that's Ooh. right what do you get this week you get a dinosaur <laughs> you get you get a spider sword and Spiders. What yeah. I think is interesting here is that this comic, in doing, you know, we've had plenty of dinosaur superhero things, but we had the Jurassic, whatever it is, uh, Jurassic League from oh, right, DC. Yeah. Uh, and my major complaint was that you could have just gone to any, you know, any Wikipedia article and found the dinosaur that matches each character the closest <laughs> yeah. and then name them after it, which is exactly what they did for this. <laughs> and so the dinosaurs actually have correct names and there are some funny dinosaur name jokes, namely that he is Peter Parker, <laughs> which is, I like. Um, yeah. And it's That's it's cool. silly and whatever. And yeah, it's just one story. There's four very, stories there's, in yeah. the comic. And, it's, and that fucking noir yeah that was my favorite one holy shit the spider noir is definitely the best story in the book weirdly i did actually enjoy the uh, the aranya story i thought that was actually kind of fun Hmm. um yeah it was a decent it was i mean nothing really happened but i liked the art and like i kind of liked the flow of the story and it was just kind of you know it hasn't gone anywhere yet it's the only thing that's setting up the event of which is spider the of end the new, of the spider verse yes. or something yeah i believe that is the deal um so i liked it i thought it was cool there you go uh oh and that reminds me i also liked it why can't i get gone anymore anywhere i don't know that drives me nuts i want to carry gone it's yeah. one of my favorite comics of all time hmm. and i cannot get it from any distributor you know what? Remember the comic, and this has nothing to do with dinosaurs, but sort of like what's. Do you remember Gogor, that comic that came out not too long ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, wh- why didn't. Why wasn't that comic popular? That comic was so good. I don't know. People who liked it really liked it, but. It was it, so good. Yeah. And I wanted more of it, and it's just not to be. Yeah. Not to be. Yeah, it was a very, like, weird, like, Richard Corbin for kids kind of thing sort of yeah it was cool i just really liked the world that yeah. they built for it it, lo- it was, was very neat. cool anyway. um flashpoint beyond number four yeah i liked it yeah uh again i i am a sucker for the flashpoint universe yep. uh but this was a really strong issue nice. that's all i'm gonna say uh speaking of strong issues and what the fuck and also come on man please advertise these kinds of things to me instead of <laughs> just dropping this out of nowhere no one is going to know this yeah but uh frankenstein new world number one is a 
fucking Hellboy book. It and is. And it's the newest Hellboy book, and it's the thing that continues the story that we left off. Yes, it literally... At the end of fucking... Uh, Hellboy yeah. in Hell. It, at the end, yeah, at what? the end of BPRD. Oh, right, BPRD, when uh, everything when, ended, ended. When they ended the world and they restarted it with new... This is the world this post... Is the new world yeah. that they ended on. So you Spoiler see... Alert. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's been a couple years it. at this it has point. Been. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, no, it's good, actually. I really like this Frankenstein. Uh, I think there was another Frankenstein series that I maybe ignored because I didn't realize that it was part of the Hellboy ongoing narrative, but um, but it's cool. Like, there's BPRD characters in this, There's, uh, it's, uh, but it still Crazy. is, like, Frankenstein navigating this, like, post, sure. you know, Hellboy restarting the universe with Liz thing yeah. that happened at the end of BPRD. Yep. Pretty cool. It and the art's real is. good. It really is. I did not expect that Mignola was going to continue on. Yeah, no, I didn't with, really with that either, world. It didn't seem like that was an idea, but I guess I, I didn't expect that he was going to go forward with it. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. expected there would always be Hellboy comics, like cause right, it's just cause like it's you can go back to 1953. Yeah, yeah, or even like they've been doing the 80s a lot, which I think is pretty cool. But um, yeah, although it all, the thing is funny is like no matter when the era they do, it always kind of stylistically fits with Hellboy. It never really feels like like there's a huge difference between 1950 no, no, and 1980. No. no. <laughs> It's too bad because he would look really good with those like aerobics socks and stuff on. Yeah, yeah, totally. Headbands. Yep. Um, okay, so we also have for stuff, we've got a few more stuff things like Friday the 13th Part 3 replica mask. We've got uh, cool. some Funko Hannibal Lecters. We've got Ed, the first of the Jonathan Kent as Superman action figures. I saw that. It's a nice figure. It is. Uh He's a little too pretty, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> Ghost Rider number five is out for things that are not things. Very Marvel Universe heavy in unexpected no, ways. I didn't read this. Yeah, should that's have. fine. You should. Um, we got G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero, number 296. We got Godzilla Rivals versus Batra. I forgot to look at this. Yeah, I didn't either. The cover's nice. Um, we got a plush gizmo. We got plenty of plush gizmos. Look at a billion plush gizmos. <laughs> so many plush gizmos. So many. Um, it, it turned out that I needed to order four cases of them. I thought that I was ordering <laughs> a single case, but it turned out that that was a master case that I was ordering. Oh. So I've got like a hundred and change gizmos here. So. Oh, they're tiny. Yeah, they're like everywhere. Oh, damn. Yeah, don't get them wet. Um, <laughs> Hammer Horror, House of Horror playing cards. Cool. We got a bunch of playing cards in, and these are all like really awesome hammer horror cards i'm very excited about these uh there's there's some good ones i'm i'm gonna get to them all by the end here nice uh harley quinn number 18 is out uh i think it's a new creative team it and appears to be yeah i i kind of liked it it was good um it's kind of like a suicide squad riff but it's with um yeah, yeah. I thought it was Blue Beetle, which is, but it's not Blue Beetle. Oh. Um, oh. But it's like Bronze Tiger and Killer Frost and Leshina, so like some real classic Suicide Squad nice. And uh, I I enjoyed it. It's good. Uh, one of the cool things this week, and something that I'm probably bringing home, hmm. is the Ice Cream Man Sunday Edition. Ooh, yeah, it is the big hardcover edition of. I believe that's probably the first three trades. That would be my guess. Maybe it's two. Uh, but 
awesome. The series, it's a chonk. You don't need to. You don't need to be told anymore that it's great, but it is great. Chonko Ice Cream Man. Yep, we got some icons of the realm: Waterdeep, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Dungeon of the Mad Mage blind boxes out here. Hmm. We got Immortal X Men. Ooh, and they're the wrong price. That's cool. I got to change that. Uh, <laughs> Immortal X Men number five is out, and we got Iron Man number twenty-two. We got more Funkos. We got a fucking Dayglo Jack Skellington, which is pretty cool, actually. Nice. Uh, let's see. Philadelphia number 24 is out. Uh, we got Legion of X number four is out. And in the world of Funkos that probably never needed to be made, which is, you know, a huge long list. Don't worry. We've got the Leprechaun Funko. Nice. <laughs> so... That's there for you. Uh, he's uh, looking looking mephitic. I like him. Uh, Little Monsters number six is out. We got a new Mad. Magazine. I love what they're doing with the color on Little Monsters. I do too. I will say I I'm too. not really following the book, but I flipped through it and I was like, the color is really cool. Yeah, once it took the turn, um, it didn't lose me. But once I knew where they were going, I was like, I guess I don't need to read this. Only only for the for the podcast and everything because there's just too much for me to read. I still think it's probably pretty good. Uh, Mad Magazine 27, mm. more Blacklight Nightmare Before Christmas. We get the mayor. Uh, we, it's a seriously, like, terrifying funhouse shit. Like, the Blacklight on these is nutso. I bought a Blacklight at Marden's when I was there. It was $3. Was it smoke damaged like their baby aspirin? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably damaged in some way, but I was really excited about it. Uh, it burned down a house somewhere in Kansas City, and so they're selling it now. <laughs> I think of Marden's as like uh, like the Friday the Thirteenth of the series of uh, of <laughs> like like an Ames for uh, for cursed items. Yeah, and so it's like, well, uh, you could get this synthesizer for seventy five percent off, but it did cause six deaths in Kansas. <laughs> That's fine. If I, if I I love it when the when the book section is full of manga and I'm just like there's some like ten year old kid that's literally buying his first pornography because his parents have no idea what's inside this shit. <laughs> so true. It's a very exciting day for them. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, they have this. Oh, this is actually pretty cool. This is a great idea, and I wish they would do this more often. I think this is like the future of action figures for McFarlane doing. DC's stuff, uh, the new, the new Shazam, the new uh, Black Adam figure, actually comes with a Shazam comic, oh, cool. and it's like got its own variant cover and everything, Ooh. and it's also a really good figure. So I think that's I think that's a great idea, Neat. you know, for people who are, you know, fans of the concept of of superheroes but don't know how to get in and don't know what comics are about. Give them a good comic to read. The Marvel Legends used to come with a reprint comic. Which was a great idea, and I think they should do that. And I think like this also appealing to collectors by making it so that it's a an exclusive cover that only comes with the action figure, I think is a great plan too. Uh, Metal Society, number four of five. I don't know anything about anything in this. 
Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, number 22. Ditto that. Mm. Uh, Monster Bash Magazine, number 47. It's got a great uh, Harryhausen Cyclops on it. It's a whole Harryhausen retrospective article Ooh. inside. Ooh, including I just flipped through it. Mysterious Island, which yeah. is great. Uh, Moon Knight, number 14. Mm-hmm. Did not read. Uh, Multiversity. Boo. Almost didn't get that one. Multiversity. Teen Justice, number three of six. Hmm. Hmm. It's all right. Exactly. Uh, New Champion of Shazam, number one. Doug. Really liked it. Yeah, it's good. I was really surprised by this. I mean, I... Uh, it's Sophie Campbell, Sophie Campbell writing yeah. it and Doc Shaner drawing I, I it. Mean, it's like, I guess it's not that surprising, but I mean, it is kind of surprising because I don't really give a shit about Shazam. Yeah, I'm not a Shazam fan uh, I at will all. say, though, the, the thing that sucks about of that is that I feel like the thing that they rebooted when they did Shazam when they rebooted it for this most recent run mm-hmm. that they were like we're gonna really treat this like a Shazam comic and it was like Mr. Mind and it was like all the goofy shit and it was just like they laid it on really thick with like actual Shazam stuff instead of trying to base it in real world or mm-hmm. trying to cover up all the goofy shit like there's a talking tiger. You got this, you know, like there's so much shit going on. And I thought it was kind of good. <laughs> yeah. But I think that it also is exactly the wrong thing to get new readers into Shazam. I just, the thing I think that they missed the mark with Shazam the most, I mean, this Mary Marvel Shazam, mm-hmm. but just basically the, the gist of it is that Mary is becoming like the main Shazam essentially yep. I guess I don't know I uh, whatever but uh it's it's good um it's like you're kind of like Spider-Man kind of set up she's in high school and yep. like shit's going sour and her social life and everything sucks but she's got these powers and you know it's cool and the art's real good um but the thing with Shazam is it like they always make him dumb and I don't get it. It's like, they always make it the Shazam adult dumb. And I just like, isn't the entire point of him that he's smart. It's like, he has in his powers. He's smart. It's why are you making him dumb? Like the whole idea. Solomon was a moron. I mean, maybe Solomon was just emotionally uh, immature. (laughs) I don't really know. But like, it started with the justice league stuff when the, just the, 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 De Mateus, uh Giffen run but um, I just figured it doesn't make sense because like when you go back and read the old Shazam comics like the real the real like the CC yeah, yeah. Beck yep. ones they're actually really cool yeah and I would not like I always hated them because everyone who's done it since then has eaten shit yeah. like they just don't no, do I it agree. right and then if you go back and read these old ones it's like holy shit like the cartooning is cool but also it was like it is but this that that kind of like rags to riches little lord fauntleroy kind of story doesn't but it wasn't anymore. like that I mean, it wasn't it like is, that though it's no, it's a, it it's a child wish fulfillment story it and is. it really and it is in its in its essence is that yeah maybe it's just that it's it should be done as if it's for kids but then right. also done in a way that is respectful of the actual idea behind the wish fulfillment of it boy but, is everybody afraid to make comics for kids lately <laughs> yeah i don't really know why that is that a thing i that feel like all the like young adult like there's like so a million things but it's like you can't make a comic book that's like that and i guess because it doesn't I mean, sell or something i don't really i don't know, get it but, all we know all i know 
from charting the actual sales of things is that Scholastic is by far the largest publisher in all of comics, beating Marvel and DC by factors of probably six. Mm. And I don't know why. Like, yeah, you wouldn't go after that market. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, does, it makes no sense to me. But it, it makes no sense. To I me. think because like, I why think... would you continue to cater to an, an audience that continues to just age out? Yeah. Like, you I know. feel like Marvel is more willing to eat shit, probably because they have so much money behind them. Like right. they're willing to make mistakes like that. But DC probably doesn't have the kind of cash behind them that they can put out a book that fails you know that they that they know is probably like mm, has i feel a, like dc is going for a different demographic uh i definitely and, think so. and i do think that they are starting to not cater to like me which is fine right. and good but um because like the thing is like it's dc like i'm gonna be into it if yeah. it's good i don't care if it's for aimed at me or not right. like i just like good comics and like so i'll target the ones that that are good that exactly. are good you know but um yeah, I don't know. It just the Shazam stuff is just like, like I want to just hate it as a concept because I hate <laughs> the idea of this like the whole wish yeah, yeah. fulfillment thing. But it's like, but when you do actually yeah. go back and read them, and then in particular, the actually the really interesting thing about Shazam that I found is that when you go back and read the old ones, the Captain Marvel Junior and Mary Marvel comics are way better. Yes, yeah, because yeah. there's no wish fulfillment there. It's just like kid with powers that yeah. gets you know like one day you know like one one word away from having power, but they don't like become an adult. There's not that like weird yeah. dichotomy that for some reason like no adult human being who writes can like grasp it is it is very strange reason. i don't know anyway yeah sorry. um let's go we got ninjas and robots number 13 we got once in future number 28 oh man that's such a good comic <laughs> we got one piece graphic novel number 100 there's a hundred fucking one piece mangas out damn crazy we have a book that is getting overlooked by everyone and absolutely should not be it is red man number two mm. if you have any love for kaiju stuff this is the coolest kaiju art i have seen in a comic maybe ever even ultra mega uh i mean traditional like oh, okay, not sure. not not something that's like a tr ultra mega i like a lot but it isn't a true kaiju comic it's not it's it's a it's a it's a pastiche. Uh, yeah, I, I was gonna say it's a deconstruction, yeah. which is more what it is. And this is a legitimate. This is just this is an Ultraman type character fighting all of Ultraman's villains. Like all of the monsters that are in here are straight up Ultraman monsters. It is, I'm gonna say, fifty times better than Marvel's Ultraman series. <sighs> more a hundred times better than Marvel's Ultraman series hmm. you know because Ultraman wasn't in that one whereas this thing <laughs> opens with monsters and Red Man fighting fucking monsters right out of the gate and this is again by the creator of Ultraman so cool I love it there's a Clockwork Orange parody variant that is really sweet too um, yeah I just love that book nice. anyway Scumbag 14 is out final issue really yeah I I, th I thought Scumbag was really good. Oh it's, yeah, yeah, it might be my favorite Remender. <laughs> wow. Uh, and I was a big Fear Agent fan. Um, but I really like that. Scumbag. Uh, I think it's great, and uh, it's the final issue, and it ends 
in a bummer. Mm, of course it does. But, uh, you know, a, a poignant bummer. Oh, Reminder. Uh, Shadow Service number 14. Hmm. Spawn 332. Hmm. What's the deal with this Spawn? Um, I don't know, just it was rhetorical. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man 2099, Exodus number five, featuring X-Men 2099. Mm. Who doesn't love that? Tasty. <laughs> uh, we got more trading cards, including the Spider-Man ones. Ooh. And Spider-Punk number four is out. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's so good. It's still so good. Uh, this was a great issue and uh, brings back some craziness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars Halcyon Legacy number five of five. That thing's wrapping up. All right. Still- nice Bosk cover on one <laughs> yeah. of those. I like it. Yeah. And uh, Stillwater by Zadarsky. And Perez, that is number 14. Cool. And we have a book that I would say uh, I can't wait to hear because I know you bought it. So I'm very (laughs) interested to hear your take on it. I am surprised that you bought it, to be quite frank. Uh, Survival Street, number one. Take it away, Bob. So it's... Uh, it's written by James Osmus, who I like, uh, but it's basically like uh, it's a world where like Sesame Street is a show, but the puppets aren't puppets. They're actually like they're, autonomous they're beings. beings. Yes. And then the the corporations take over the government and then appoint themselves and their employees as the government and they just completely take over and then this is a basically they shut down pbs and they go to shut down pbs and and the characters of what is essentially like just a clear pastiche of uh, or a ripoff of sesame street they basically go to war to take the the country back from the corporate interests yeah and it's it's dumb. The art's good. Uh, I thought it was fun. Uh, and yeah. I'm a big Henson, like, Muppet, you know. Like, it's so it, it grabbed me with that concept. But I do actually really like the art. I'm going to say this is, this is a pet peeve of mine in some ways when people take a, a kid's concept and just, like, blow it out to be like, what if it was really gritty? It's like, okay, we've seen this so many times we've seen it a trillion times sometimes they do it really well like that crazy charlie brown comic yes i was actually just talking about that yesterday which one brown 4300 or whatever it is the the one where he's a terminator no the one where they explain the degradation of uh schultz's art style by explaining that it's the influence of the elder gods gods. yeah um evan dorkin wrote and uh derek charm drew and that's in that collection of peanuts yeah it's but i will i will agree with you that this as opposed to say uh what was that melissa mccarthy movie oh yeah fuck that shit i mean this isn't crass though this is like they have the ideals of sesame street and they're just like with the exception of the main character is i mean he becomes a straight-up murderer I mean, in this comic, yes. Yeah. I mean, the main character. Well, I mean, he fucking shoots two people in the head. <laughs> uh, from bad, bad people. From ambush, uh, sure, but <laughs> I, I, I don't see Grover doing that. Yeah, I it know. seems to go again. <laughs> but it's even with that, I do agree that this transcends that sort of thing. This is not Meet the Feebles. It's not that. Yeah, shitty no, it's Melissa not like McCarthy sexy. Movie. 
Uh, and it's not uh, whatever the other one was called. Hot Fluff or whatever it was called. Uh, yeah. It's... It, it's, it's not even the Disney versions of the Muppets. It's just yeah, yeah. I I just I like the I like the idea yep. and uh sure it's a little overly violent and dumb, but I thought it was and yep. I just I like James Asmus. I think he's cool. a good writer. Whatever. All right. We also have this week Sushi Go Party. Oh which is if you're familiar with Sushi Go, the little adorable uh card game. This is the <laughs> big you should be. It is super fun. Uh, but it is this is the big version for like large groups of people to play. Oh. It's pretty awesome. Cool. We've got Sword of Azrael number one. Uh, you know what I did like about this uh, was the um, when he sees the angel. I think a lot of for some reason the zeitgeist has embraced lately the idea yeah, of the biblical angel yeah. being like this kind of multifaceted thing that drives you insane to look at, mm-hmm. and I, they they kind of go for that with the. Yeah. I thought it was it was fine. I uh, the, that was uh, one of the things where I was like, yeah, that, but that's just like an internet meme now. Is that that uh, yeah. Biblically correct angels exist, and look, I found out this crazy thing about the Bible that's been there since the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> that it's a crazy wheel of fire in the sky, and that every UFO conspiracy theorist has said that that means it's a fucking saucer. But yeah, it's <laughs> it's interesting. I I don't know. I don't think the world needs any more hero comics with religious zealots. But uh, yeah. Eh, <laughs> but it's fine. It's a one shot, and Azrael 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 is a fun, a fun character, and I do enjoy his exploits. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Tales of Suspense number fifty seven. We have a facsimile edition of the first appearance of Hawkeye, hmm. and like the second appearance of the Black Widow. Yes, of the first Black Widow. Right. Uh, so that one of our listeners would think that the first appearance of Hawkeye was also the first appearance of the second Black Widow. (laughs) I don't know. Let's not talk down to our audience. (laughs) Uh, that Texas blood. It's hard to get out. (laughs) Uh, get some OxyClean. OxyClean. Yeah. It's the only thing that'll do it. Uh, we got, Oh, one of the best of these trading cards. I think we're getting to the end of the trading cards. This thing. <laughs> but I have the exorcist trading card playing cards. Come on. Uh, nice. That's great. Uh, we got time before time. Number 15. We've got twig. Number four. Twig. Twig. Um, put it all over your body. Sorry. I'm, I'm finally starting to regret the stool. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I knew I knew we needed to go faster, but we kept diverting, and it's too late. Uh, we have a book called The Vineyard that I didn't see on the shelf. so uh, <laughs> I saw it on the shelf, and I forgot to read it. Okay, cool. Sorry. The cover is awesome. Yeah, it's probably really good. Oh, I really like that. Um, it's from Aftershock, so... Oh, nice. Uh, I don't know. That's yeah, probably good. Walking Dead 44, mm. X-Men House of C-X-C-I-I, <laughs> uh, X-Men Red number five, uh, X-Men Merlot... We've got uh, <laughs> X-Men Wine Spritzer. And X-Men are red. <laughs> and X-Men of white. Yep. And that is it. We've done it. We've gotten through it. Hooray. Mm. Woo. Yeah. Huzzah, huzzah, huzzah. Now I feel like I should have stuck it out. I feel like a wimp. Yeah. If you hadn't said anything, you would have been like, no, this was totally comfortable. 
<laughs> yep, I could have I could have played it off. <laughs> I'm look- still glad I didn't get that. Uh, have to haul that chair out from the pit of despair. You look like you're doing a stand-up set. <laughs> I am. I'm actually just cross-eyed with like COVID fatigue, but yeah. um, not that I, I don't have COVID. But I'm, no. you know, I'm just tired sure all the time now. Don't. I don't. I can prove it. I have a <laughs> test result. All right, so that's it. Um, thank you for listening, and uh, you can follow us at um, Actually Comics. Yes. You can follow us. We'll post again soon. You can go to Coast City Comics. You should probably uh, subscribe to our newsletter. Yes. Uh, you should listen to the Funbox Monster podcast. You should pick up Rad Wraith number two in stores everywhere. Yes. Um, and uh, that's all. That's it. Yeah. Nothing else. The Stain Lifter. <laughs> Oxy that's <Queen>. all. <laughs> The stain lifter, that's all. That's all. <sighs> the, the, the legacy of Leon Redbone, right there. <laughs> I, I love how much of our conversation is just like rec- recitation of television commercials from the last Ooh. 40 years. <sighs> the, it's a lot. I would not like to see a diagram of my brain laid out <laughs> that's like and how much of it is taken up by classic literature how many and how much does that compare to tv commercial jingles how many miles of synaptic connections oh, are devoted entirely fuck. to which song was used in which commercial uh a lot uh okay so the velveta commercial uh, I don't remember that. I don't remember. And you can't get you can't quiz me right oh, okay. now on anything. No, that's dude. true. Like, that's I, my true. recall is like shit. I, this, <laughs> the dock on the bay drinking hires is. Uh, Fuck. I got that God, one. I hate that one. <laughs> that one's the the, the uh, most insulting. Like every of all time of I hear that, I hear that. Sitting it, on the dock of the bay drinking hires. Fuck yeah. What yeah. a world. Otis oh, Redding God. is like God. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Fuck you. I'm going to say that uh, when society collapses, it's probably okay. Uh, We probably deserve it. Anyway, uh, that's it. And uh, we will see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.